Depending on your circumstances, you may be getting extra money this summer. Besides raises or bonuses through your job, those child tax credit payments are starting next month. Learn how to make the most out of any extra money you have coming in. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Even though I do believe that diversifying your income is a smart money move, let's not ignore the most common one that most people have, your nine to five job. This is a steady paycheck for work that you hopefully enjoy. Besides the paycheck, things like benefits can be a huge plus for you. Depending on where you work, you could also receive bonuses. And if things are looking good, raises. Okay, so you may be getting a raise because you switched jobs and companies. Still, even if neither of those is the case, if you're a parent, you could be getting money this summer in the form of the advanced child tax credit payments. Today, we're going to show you how to make sure that any extra money you receive helps you achieve your family and financial goals faster. That's why I'm so glad Joe Mecca is here. He's the Vice President of Communications over at Coastal Credit Union and our go-to savings guy. In this episode, we'll get into how these advanced payments work with the child tax credit, a checklist to help make sure that your financial foundation is solid, and then ideas on how you can layer and optimize your money. Are you ready? Let's get started. Since the advanced child tax credit payments are coming up next month, I want to cover some of the most common questions I'm hearing from parents. Mandatory disclaimer, even though I've been a contributing writer at TurboTax, I am not a tax expert. There are a few key things you need to know about with the child tax credit. In years past, this tax credit has been $2,000 per qualifying child. For this year, tax year 2021, it has increased. If you have kids five and under, it's going to be $3,600. And if your kids are six through 17, at the end of 2021, it's going to be $3,000. So that's the first difference, an increase. The second is this. You will be getting half of that credit in advance as monthly payments starting in July. Before we get into the payment scenarios, I do want to note that there are some income thresholds to get the full tax credit. If you are a single filer or you're married and filing a separate return, that threshold is $75,000. If you're filing as a head of household, it's $112,500. And then if you're married and filing a joint return or filing as a qualifying widow or widower, it's $150,000. If your adjusted gross income exceeds that, then the tax credits begin phasing out. I'll include a link to the IRS's site so that you can see the full explanation. Let's take a quick moment to go over some scenarios so that you can have a better idea of how that would look. Let's say that you just had a baby this year. 
First of all, congratulations. If this baby is your only kid, with this tax credit, you would qualify for the $3,600. Half of that, $1,800, would be paid to you each month from July to December, giving you an extra $300 a month. Now, let's say you have two kids, a four-year-old and a nine-year-old. You would qualify for $6,600 in tax credits. Half of that, $3,300, would be split into six payments from July to December. Each month, you would have $550 deposited. I hope that makes sense. No worries if you have more questions. I'm going to share resources in the show notes that dive deeper. This tax credit money can be used in so many different ways. For some parents, it can offset a bit of the cost of raising kids now. It can also be used for future expenses. I know some are talking about using that money to start or increase their 529 contributions, or you can put this money towards your family's financial goals, which can benefit everyone. An example is paying off your high interest debts that frees up cash flow now and in the future that you can use for your kids and other family needs. How do you know what's the best path for you? That can be the tricky part, which is why I think you'll enjoy my conversation with Joe Mecca on how to optimize your money. A lot of people in our community, once a year, they do reviews. And in some cases, this is raises. We have many teachers as a part of our community as they start the new school year uh, or any job where you're getting a raise. You want to make those dollars go further, especially after the year we had last with COVID and just focusing on getting through that year. I wanted to talk about any tips on how to approach this high level view with your raise, what things to maybe talk about or consider? Yeah. And, and I always like to tell people this, this works for a raise, this works for even a bonus in a short term. It's a great opportunity for you to take, just take a look at your personal financial situation mm-hmm. uh, and then make some adjustments to make sure you're working your way toward your goals, especially before it happens. Maybe take some time before it actually hits your paycheck to plan out what you're going to do next. The first thing I always tell people, get prepared for the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't reviewed your budget in a while, and if they're listening to you, I hope they've reviewed <laughs> yes, your budget in, in the last so little while. Now is a great time to do that. You take a look at where your money's going, understand what you're spending your money on, understand what you're setting aside money for and, and where that's going. Does what you're setting aside for paying your bills match your current spend? Because your bill habits change with time. Your utilities mm-hmm. might go up or you might cancel something that may shift a little bit. Overall, just take a look at your budget. I always like to tell people to look at the 50-20-30 rule. I know you've, you've shared that with people in the past. Set aside 50% of your income, make sure you're paying your necessities, paying down debt, you know, 20% to, to savings, and then the rest for discretionary spending. I actually like to be a little bit more aggressive and try to put the 50 toward the savings, but- Because yeah, you're a hardcore saver. Yep. It takes a while to work up toward that. But in the short term, get yourself toward those percentages. Next, make sure you're doing an emergency fund. Another thing that I always love to talk about is make sure people you know, have, have money set aside for emergencies because they do happen. There have been plenty of studies that show that you know, half of the population doesn't have enough set aside to cover a $400 emergency. So if you don't have that, 
use this as an opportunity. Then look beyond that. I know the experts usually say three to six months living expenses are a good emergency fund. Again, I would prefer to see more because as we saw in the mm-hmm. last year, sometimes yeah. an emergency can last a year. Yeah. Who so, who would have thought of that? Like no one came into 2020 thinking that, but definitely want to have that financial cushion where- Have that cushion. Especially in a family where you're both comfortable with it. Yep. Yep. And the last piece on the short-term stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, take a look at your debts. Uh, do you have mm-hmm. some higher interest or higher rate loans that you might be able to refinance? I know that's not really taking advantage of the pay increase, but while you're looking at that stuff, make note of it and say, you know, this might be the ideal time to refinance some of this debt or consolidate some of this debt to something that's going to be a little bit lower cost. As long as you're laying it all out in front of you at the time and examining your financial situation, then go ahead and do that. Once you're comfortable with the short-term stuff, now you need to be thinking about the future. I'm not a financial advisor, so I'm not <laughs> going to be give you financial advice, but I'm going to tell you what's worked for me and, and what I always like to share. You know, if you have a retirement plan, a 401k, or if, especially if we're talking about teachers, it's a 403b, mm-hmm. are you taking advantage of that? Are you mm-hmm. at, at least trying to get your match? Yeah. Uh, if your employer offers a match and you're not putting in that much into the plan, then you're missing out. So I would say, take a look at that. Let's say you got a two or 3% increase in your salary. Mm-hmm. Might be an ideal time for you to do a 1% increase in what you're contributing to your retirement fund. Because yeah. if you do that over time, eventually now you're up to like 15 you know, or more percent mm-hmm. and you can really start making some progress toward, toward your, you know, your retirement by just adding to it 1% at a time. If you, two or 3% increase, if you can put 1% towards your retirement, you're not going to notice, you're not going to miss it when you get your check. You're not going to have that lifestyle increase of suddenly Mm -hmm. you've got more in your check. You know, put put the focus into taking care of yourself first, taking care of your future self. So I always like to say, great opportunity to examine your 401k or your 403b and bump it up another percent. Yeah. That does make a difference. When we were first married, just out of college from my husband, I had my internship. Even then, we're like, let's put in just enough for that free money. At that mm-hmm. time, it's not much, right? But right. years pass, we didn't notice that money. These small changes, you don't feel it, much pain, if any, but then you see compound interest, you, that advantage of time and building up that habit, it does make a huge impact right. on your finances later on. Even if you're maxing it out, mm-hmm. still do that exercise because all you're going to do at that point is you might just hit your max earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. That just frees up more to do with later on in the year. You might have a larger check later in the year to, to do some other you know, saving, investing, or spend it on something that you really need or want. It's worth doing that exercise year over year over year. Again, once you do it, it might not seem like much at first, but when you've done that over several years, you can really make a big dent in one, you're you're doing an increase in percentage, but it's an increased percentage on a raise. So you're contributing more and more and more toward your retirement. And there, again, there's tax benefits to doing that, depending on yeah. how you've got that structured. Again, not giving tax advice, not giving investment advice, but if you have access to a health savings account, and I know a lot of people have high deductible uh, health plans, this is also a good opportunity to take a look at that. Are you contributing what you can to that plan? If I had to guess, most people are not maxing out their health savings, 
But yeah, as an individual, I think this year you can put $3,600 into a health savings plan. Family plans double that, 7,200. Again, those are tax advantage plans as well that allows you to save for either current or future healthcare costs. That money's yours to keep once it's in that Mm -hmm. account. It's not like a user lose it, flexible saving spending plan. Just a great way to be saving up for, because you never know when you're gonna have a future healthcare expense. So to plan for that now could be just putting a few extra dollars more out of every paycheck into into an HSA and, and saving up that way. Um, then if you're eligible for an IRA and you're not currently maxing that out, take a look at that. Eligible employees now can do uh, it's up to $6,000 a year into an IRA account. There's two different versions. There's a traditional and a Roth. They both have different rules and different tax impl- implications as well. But again, good opportunity to look at that stuff there. If you're comfortable with all of those, look at different savings options. You can look at investing options. That's where you, you're going to want to sit down and talk with a, a financial advisor and really get some direction on, on where to put some excess money. But yeah, for majority of people in the short term, it's get your budget in, in place and then start yeah. focusing on saving for your future. And then if you're already saving for your future, beefing that up just a little bit each time. Yeah. I mean, it's brick by brick. You're building that financial foundation. We mentioned last year, but that was really a stress test for a lot of people's finances through no fault of their own, where something comes up, we're all experienced some kind of pressure. I think that was, if you could take a a key takeaway is do your best to have your financial safety net or cushion, whatever you want to call it in place as best as possible. And once that's in place, then you have more options. You have some peace of mind to to save for a, a dream, whether that's a retirement, a career pivot, you're saving for a family house, you know, or could be a- investing for the future. Maybe you want to sp- speed up that retirement date. However you want to play around with that, but you got to have that foundation. Right. I know we talked about several goals, but I want to hone in a little bit more about savings and investment options. You mentioned IRA as an option as well. Coastal has a lot of different accounts, especially on the savings side. So do you mind just going over a couple of them? For a lot of people, they're saving for short-term goals. I'm going to focus on really the short-term stuff and the the things that uh, products that Coastal offers. A lot of people use our Go Green checking account. Even though it is a checking account, it does pay a dividend. A lot of people use that as their savings vehicle because they use that account to do their transactions every month, but that's where they can also earn a dividend too. So that's a way to kind of boost your savings in the short term. Uh, A lot of people like to keep money separate. They don't like to mix their transactional money. They're spending money with their savings. So yeah. um, Coastal offers a companion to Go Green Checking. It's actually the Go Green Money Market. That's what actually where I prefer to do most of my savings. So I do my transactions out of the, the checking account. That helps me earn a higher dividend out of the money market account. I like to keep money in the money market account for all my short-term goals. You can you do multiple accounts. I actually like to keep it all in one account, and then I keep a spreadsheet. And segment out like I'm what, not surprised what the with the spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm a fan Elle of the spreadsheet. All about Joe's spreadsheets. <laughs> You're a super but, uh, saver. Yeah, and I do like to like segment out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saving for a car. I'm saving for a uh, trip if I ever get to travel again. And 
savings for some other things that I want to do around the house. For me, it's okay, put all that short-term stuff into the money market account. It's separate from the money I'm spending. It earns a dividend. So it's going to grow a little bit each month. It's accessible when I need it. The other option is you know, to do a certificate account, mm-hmm. you know, a CD, everybody knows CDs. Those are a little different because they're, they're time bound. You're agreeing to put money on deposit for a set period of time with traditionally the benefit of getting a little bit higher rate on that. That's good if you've got a kind of little further out goal that you're trying to save for. So mm-hmm. now you're talking about, I want to pull together the down payment on a house. Mm-hmm. And my goal for that is to do that three years or five years or whatever. You can set aside money at a, you know, put it in a three-year certificate, put it in a five-year certificate and set it aside. That way the money's locked up. You can't really touch it. It's there. It's yours. If you really have an emergency, you can get it back out. What you're doing is you're agreeing to put it on deposit for a longer period of time in exchange for a little bit, a little bit better return. Yeah. Again, those are all insured products mm-hmm. too. They're guaranteed by NCUA up to it's $250,000 per account. Just great, safe, you know, kind of boring savings vehicles, but savings, savings, you know, exciting if you make it exciting yeah we had enough excitement in 2020 we can just right. do boring this year <laughs> and and progressing <laughs> now if you do have longer term savings goals mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned saving for college or mm-hmm. are you doing retirement planning are you mm-hmm. are you looking for things that are further down that's why i say go talk to a go talk to a financial advisor yeah. coastal offers coastal wealth management to all of our members um, you can sit down with a financial advisor and work through things like retirement planning and investing, you know, doing the 529 college plan and, and yeah. really trying to look at the stuff that's further down the road. You know, may involve more variety in the types mm-hmm. of financial investments that you have access to, a little bit more risk, a little bit more potentially more reward. But yeah, that's where you really want to sit down with somebody and lay out your plans and say, here's what I want to do. Here's when I want to do it and have them help you work backwards from there and decide like what type of what type of risk you're willing to take and, and how much you want to, want to put into those certain types of investments with the hope that over time you're going to be well situated to, to reach those savings goals. For the short-term stuff, I love savings products. I love yeah. money market. I love certificates. They're reliable. You know, There's a reason that Everybody's still offering them, you know, Mm -hmm. after decades and decades and decades of financial services. It's because they're really solid products for short-term savings. I I do believe you should, you know, layer your money and finances based on the time frame and everything. Before we wrap up, I I definitely want to point out with the wealth management team, I've met a few of them and I have to say, two things stuck out to me. Of course, you want this with a financial advisor, very knowledgeable about specific things, but they genuinely are people-oriented. We, we're giving general advice, which is helpful mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But when you're coming up with a plan for those big milestones, if, you know, if you're saving up for college, if you're planning for retirement, it is incredibly helpful to have someone sit down look at your particular situation, look at all the numbers and give you a personalized crafted plan. This segment is brought to you by Republic Wireless. Looking for affordable smartphones, nationwide coverage and plans that don't cost your family a fortune? Switch to Republic Wireless. I've been a member for around nine years and love them. Bring your own or grab one of their phones like a Samsung Galaxy or Moto G. With plans starting at $15 a month, what's not to love? 
Find out all they offer at republicwireless.com. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from speaking with Joe and preparing this episode. The first one is make sure if you haven't already to hone in on your short-term and long-term goals. I've seen too many times where extra money comes in, but it goes out just as quickly because there's no purpose for that money. So sit down together and talk about what are things you want to accomplish by the end of this year, three years, five years, 10 years and beyond. When you have a purpose for your money, you can then redirect it the way it needs to go. The second is approach your finances in layers. Most of us have many different goals that we're pursuing, whether it's individually, as a family, professional, personal, and it's very easy to try to chase everything at the same time. Instead, approach it in layers. Take it step by step. What are things that you need to have in place, like a financial safety net, that you can then expand once that is set up? You may find it helpful to actually draw it out, whether it's online or pen and paper, so you could visually see what needs to be in place before you can move on to the next step. Finally, this is one of my tips that I always give. After you establish the goals and where you need the money to go, go ahead and automate it. It'll make things so much easier. You're probably really busy with everything going on, and this is really tedious stuff. Automating your debt payments, your savings and investments can give you a huge win without a lot of effort. If you're still sorting out what goals you want to pursue and plans that you want to set up, please join us in our Thriving Families group on Facebook. We're all about helping one another out with our family and financial goals. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com FB. We'd love to see you there. Special thanks to Joe for being a part of this episode. If you're looking for a better banking option and you're here in the Triangle area of North Carolina, please check out Coastal. We've been members with them for years and absolutely love them. Find out all they have to offer at simplifyandenjoy.com slash bankbetter. Just because you don't live here in the Raleigh area doesn't mean you can't have a better banking option. Check around and see what your local credit union options are. Each one is different for sure, but the core component of being member-owned is still there. That means profits get passed to you in the form of higher rates on savings, lower fees, and lower interest on loans. These can be huge financial wins for you and your family. I have a whole episode on how they work, as well as how to move your money in the show notes. Next week on the podcast, we're wrapping up this run of episodes before we go into our summer break to discuss something near and dear to my heart, FI and parenthood. How can you not only become financially independent, but enjoy the journey? If you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. We're on Apple, Spotify, Overcast. You get the idea. Where you prefer to listen, we'll be there. Our theme song is from Staircases, additional music by various artists from audio. 
Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. These episodes are based on your feedback, question, and ideas, so I really appreciate you taking the time to share them with me. If you want to help out with future episodes, please be a part of our community. It's free. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.